What's up, podcast listeners? This is Adventure Health with Dr. Bailey. I'm your host. This is episode number 12. Got a very special guest on the line today. As always, we try and bring just kind of a, a different view and perspective on health and wellness. Um, we're practitioners. Uh, on the line today, I've got David Hogsad. He is a practicing acupuncturist, um, specializing in clinical nutrition. He's based out of Florida. Um, had the privilege of meeting this dude a few times. And listen, like I said before in previous podcasts, I pay good money to listen to these speakers and somehow, somewhere I've lucked out and gotten them at no charge for you guys. So um, leading with oh, this- No charge, I'm out of here, man. That's hey, right, hey. right? I'm so, sorry, I gotta go. With Adventure Health, we don't, we don't charge anybody for free content. I firmly believe that education should be free to the public. Um, when it comes to educating our patients, our community, and these podcasts are shared around the world, um, I really honestly think that just bringing a different perspective in healthcare, and that's why we've chosen to have our first acupuncturist um, in our future practice in Advanced Health and Wellness Center 2.0, we aim to bring um, a diversity of healthcare providers, and acupuncture is one of them. So what I want to do is introduce David Hogsed, who is a lecturer, presenter, a clinician. Um, he does this around the country and around the world. So What's up, Dave? How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Thanks, Man, for, the, I'll tell you uh, what. thanks for the invite. The, the day today was just on fire. Um, we had a field trip yesterday, went and uh, toured a wellness center, 10,000 square feet of just pure awesomeness. And, you know, our goal with our wellness center is just expand and grow in, in different directions. Chiropractic is a staple in my office, um, kind of like I'm sure acupuncture is a staple in your practice. Um, but there's, there's so many facets of healing and healthcare. I think so many people, they just don't understand. And so the purpose of these podcasts is just kind of bring real information, educate people on just everyday practice. So Dave, you're an acupuncturist and you've been doing it for a while. Tell me a little bit about your background. Well, I actually, I don't know if I should share this background. Will I get in trouble with my licensing board? I actually became an acupuncturist so I could do clinical nutrition. So that is my specialty. My first love is, you know, I had a lot of health problems. Growing up, uh, I got into standard process specifically for, for some key health reasons that they helped me out where nobody else could. But I realized after I got some help with these uh, nutritional supplements that I want to be involved in this. And the acupuncture started out really as a means to an end to have a great license to be able to recommend nutrition and herbal therapies and practice in then I started doing like realized acupuncture actually works and it's pretty cool stuff. But my first love has always and will always be clinical nutrition and, and herbal therapies for sure. You know, that's so cool that you kind of just recognize that there's there's multiple aspects of healing and acupuncture like chiropractic is just one modality that the, the patient in front of us and having had naturopaths and other um, healthcare providers online I think we can agree, Dave, that there's just so many different facets of, of, of healthcare that the patient's really losing out if they just choose one direction. You know, for example, they just go traditional medicine or they just do traditional chiropractic or they just do tra traditional acupuncture. Um, can we agree that you have to address kind of like the lifestyle of the individual, not just like the condition? Yeah, the lifestyle is 90%, you know, the healing process and then any type of treatment modality uh, you know, would be the 10% getting somebody back on track quickly, out of pain quickly, give them that healing boost. But it's the day in, day out choices uh, 
eating, sleeping, moving, exercising. Oh man, I'm feeling guilty after listening to this. Uh, I'm not doing well. No. <laughs> uh, you know, th that's the big, big in daily investment that determines make or break uh, your health status for sure. So any other treatment we do is icing on the cake to what we teach the patients about their daily lifestyle and especially on the dietary front, no doubt. Absolutely. You know, in, in previous podcasts, I, I, and you're uh, welcome to use this uh, analogy, but um, I was at dinner with some friends and there was a crack in the table and I was just simply kind of just exploring an idea. And I said, you know, health is like this line and, and, and the closer you are to this line and walking on this line, the healthier you are. And we can agree. I mean, just based on what you said, I mean, we can cross over, we can take a few steps away, but as long as you're moving towards the line and not away from the line, I think we can agree that your health is heading in the right direction. And so with Advance Your Health, the idea of these podcasts is to address lifestyle. And, and I'm glad you brought up nutrition because um, there's a phrase that you said, and I think it was part of your rap that you did before you went to Cal Jam. Um, and it was really literally something that sunk so deep in my brain. And you said, either you can take it you or can eat it. Take it yeah. or eat it. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many aspects of my day-to-day -day life, and I'm like, people are like, what do you eat? What do you take? And, and and it's funny, like, I don't love mushrooms, but yet in Catalan, um, in other aspects of some of the uh, standard process nutrition, there's, there's shiitake mushrooms, which I know are good for me. I just right. don't love the texture. Absolutely. That, that take it or eat a message is so important because people have really lost touch with what foods are essential for optimal health. You know, people think if if they eat a few green vegetables here and there and, you know, they're not living 100% on sugar, that their diet is pretty good. But when you start showing people what traditional, healthy traditional diets across the planet for hundreds of years have included, you know, things like cod liver oil, fermented food, uh, nutritional yeast, organ meats, you know, the big thing that's disappeared from the American diet uh, you really do have to get back to that concept of there's no way around the fact that these foods are essential for optimal health. So you, you've got a choice. You can either search them out uh, to eat, to incorporate in your diet, and you definitely can. Or you can take concentrated food supplement versions of those foods, which many times is less optimal, but the only realistic option for the modern American patient especially. And I'm so honored you remember that take it or eat it message. Wow. Absolutely. Every day. I mean, I, I probably I probably reference that once a week in the practice. Wow. Um, but, you know, it's funny. You and I were talking about this in that in that uh, lecture. Um, how many times in a month would my mom cook liver and onions? And I knew the day because I'd walk in the front door from school and I would open the door and I'd be like, oh, shit. that's that day. <laughs> I dreaded it. I mean, it was it was like, I don't know if she didn't soak it properly or if it's just the nasty texture. But for me, I knew, and it's funny, um, speaking of take uh, take it or eat it, there was always two choices at the dinner table, take it or leave it. And that was my choice. And my mom's like, either livers for dinner or it's your first thing for breakfast tomorrow. And I was like, wow. yeah, I better eat this. <laughs> and it was funny because and I look at my childhood and, and my parents really emphasized nutrition. Um, what's on the table is what you're going to eat. And it wasn't really a processed dinner. My mom was a chef. So she really knew kind of some of the, the integral part of nutrition, but it was like, it was there. And then there was also like, I would eat uh, brunch winger sandwiches, which I think you mentioned yeah, some of the yeah. organ meat um, type pates and things like that. And it's so funny that I haven't had anybody 
in my practice really like when I mention liver, like, Ugh, like they never really enjoy it. Or, um, you know, talk about when they eat organ meat, they're like, hell no, I wouldn't eat that stuff. And yeah. uh, a colleague of mine, it's, it's funny we're talking about this, and this is kind of the direction of our podcast. He was over in Europe and he did a little, um, I don't know, everybody hates this, but like a little food porn of what he was eating. And he was in uh, one country in Europe and it was, it was monkey brains. He said, this is the first time, but it was part of that culture. I don't know if it was in Thailand or one of those Asian countries, but like the idea in his brain was like, this is something that's a norm around the world. Yet in America, it's not a cheeseburger. It's not pizza. It's not spaghetti meatballs. But I, I feel like we're getting away from that. And so you know, one of the things I tell patients, I'm like, if you go and work out, what's the first thing you're going to do after a workout? You're going to do what? You're going to drink a protein shake, right? I mean, because you're going to rebuild the muscle that you broke down. But what's to say you're beating your liver up um, 365 days a year and you never replenish that liver with either one, the nutrients to, to, to uh, feed it right. or clean it or just rebuild it. And I think standard process has really got a good handle on that. And that's one of the reasons why the company's been around for 90 years. Dave's been lecturing with them for how many years you've been lecturing with standard process oh, now? Boy, probably uh, getting close to 15, I think. Yeah. 15 years. That's awesome. And, yeah. and, and this is just not a plug statement, but if you didn't believe in the product, would you have done it for that long? Oh no! That, I mean, th that's the thing is, uh, uh, you know, the fear of getting up in front of people, especially you know, going in front of doctors to uh, educate about a product line. If if it's not legit goods that you're promoting, you know, they it, they find out very quickly because they don't produce results with their patients. But you know, the the quality and the potency of these food extracts that go into standard process and their partner company. Mediherb, uh, pharmaceutical grade herbal extracts from Australia. I, I truly do believe it's the best whole food supplement and herbal product lines in the world that you have access to. So yeah, it's it's pretty easy to uh, get passionate and excited, you know, to teach these doctors about it. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely, you know, and, and having been to the farm and the, and the processing facility, and I've said this in previous podcasts, it was just eye opening that there, there there's such a transparency there about their their quality um their process technique and just the purity of it and and that's yeah. something that when you start looking at a lot of so patients always like turn the label around like well there's not as much vitamin c as my stuff or vitamin d or a and i'm like but is it bioavailable is it synthetic is it it processed in a lab or does it come from a garden and you know there's some products that are in the lineup that we're going to talk about in a little bit um but to set the set the stage I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of just you tell a little. You didn't prep me for which products we're talking about. This, this oh. is going to be a big surprise, man. What's that? <laughs> we're, going, we're, going to, we're going in that direction. So, <laughs> and the cool thing about my podcast, timing is everything. Um, my best friend, his younger sister got married about four or five years ago. So I'm on Facebook uh, early this morning. And the thing that you don't want to see is your best, your, your best friend's younger sister. She was kind of like a younger sister to me. She's sitting in a hospital next to a hospital bed and her husband, you know, has the classic like airline in his nose. He's just like dazed and confused. He's got a little like smirk of life on his face. Dude's 38 and had open heart surgery yesterday, Dave. Yeah. 38. You know, where we're going to go with this podcast, completely 180 from what I want to talk about, which we're going to touch on later, probably this year, early next year, because time 
listen, timing is everything and, and the passion fire is there today. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't think it's a normal thing for a 38-year-old to have open-heart surgery. Would you agree? I don't think it's a normal thing for most anybody at any age uh, to need open-heart surgery. That's It is one of the most drastic things. You know, Not that there's nobody that it hasn't been life-saving for, but you talk about the lifestyle earlier that, that leads to it. And even just the uh, blood tests that are available now to you know, detect when you're starting to develop plaque and, and these really big uh, atherosclerosis, heart disease risk factors that, you know, there's so many early warning detection things it, with simple blood tests now that could be handled so easily with just, uh, you know, a few key dietary changes, supplement changes that, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty aggressive procedure that anybody could have decrease the risk for significantly um, if they just had a few years ahead of time to, to prep for it and make those changes. Absolutely. So um, Hannah is my rep for Santa Process and she turned me on to the, the brain span test. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I consider myself pretty fit, pretty healthy, but uh, I failed the test. With the uh, um, omega-3, omega-6 ratio? Yeah. Well, my omega-6 um, to 3 was 9 to 1. So I wasn't like super disappointed in that, but it was more just cognitive test and I'm under yeah. a lot of stress right now, so I think that played a part. But you know, the key thing was my inflammation was high. So the direction we're going to head next is when you talked about atherosclerosis and, and heart disease. You know, so many people want to attribute it to cholesterol and that bull myth of some cholesterol study that was done in the 70s, and there was literally a handful of people, and they took some uh, cholesterol inhibitor, you know, like Lipitor or something like that, which is I think the number one seller drug on the market right now in the world. Used to but, be. It used be the king and it's uh, been knocked down a good bit, but it's always in the top three. Uh, Crestor now is the new uh, uh, king of the statin drugs coming in at, I think, number two or number three, top prescribed drug. Okay. Still statin though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Same stuff. So, so, so number one category in the world is statin drugs. And yeah. so one of the things in the direction I want to take next is um, back to the gentleman in question. So, when we look at heart disease, so many people want to blame cholesterol, but yet I'm reading more and more year after year, probably the last decade, it's more inflammation. Yeah. Everything's coming. I mean, inflammation, 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 inflammation is the root of just about everything. Or if it's not the root of the problem, it's always a byproduct of the disease. So as a practitioner or as, you know, uh, anybody out in the public that's that's watching this, Everybody can benefit from basic inflammation strategies, even if it doesn't get the root cause of the condition. Any disease process is going to have inflammation as a byproduct of that condition. And by the way, I mean you just you just hit on a major, major one that I would say is the most universal inflammatory problem, and that is a really lopsided omega six to omega three ratio. So it's it's like the blood test that everybody fails no matter what your diet's like uh you know how much fish you think you're eating if you do a blood spot test for omega-6 omega-3 and you mentioned brain span but there's also uh ones for about 75 dollars on amazon.com that you can get if you just go to amazon and put omega-6 omega-3 blood test uh nobody that's not taking a good fish oil supplement uh will pass that test everybody's got too much omega-6 inflammatory fats that drown out 
the anti-inflammatory effects of the omega-3. So, you know, going back to the uh, uh, open heart surgery, it's not that that would prevent all open heart surgeries, but it is a major, simple, cheap risk factor to address is to just deal with this glaring omega-3 deficiency every American struggles with. So, you know, that's a great segue into the inflammation talk is, is the first inflammation foundation, I believe, every single American patient can benefit from. And I put every single one of my patients on is a really good high quality omega-3 fish oil. Um, and you can do the blood test to prove you need it, or you can just kind of accept the fact that we're not getting these in the diet near like we should, and we get way too many omega-6 inflammatory oils. So it's just it's just the no-brainer supplement everybody could benefit from. You're absolutely right. And and it's funny when people ask like what they should take early in care, and I always start with omega-3 and uh, I'm really digging the uh, uh, the old Prima line from uh, Standard Process. I've tried Absolutely. probably six to ten different fish oils in the last 20 years, um, and it's funny. My test was I went to uh, the farm and it was kind of debuted there, and I took a handful of omega-3. And so, hear me out, listeners. For those of you who taste fish the rest of the day, I took a handful of fish oil from Standard Process and I chased it with a hot cup of coffee. And I wanted to see the true result. And you know, Dave, I did not experience or taste or even have a hint of fish the rest of the day. Yeah. That's yeah, a pretty when, that's that's a pretty extreme it, test. I mean when it's not a rancid fish oil, you shouldn't be getting the burping uh with it. And that's you know, it's great that fish oil, if you look at a list of uh most popular supplements in the US, uh you mentioned Crestor, you know, the statin drugs are like top on the drug list, but popularity with supplements. Uh, fish oil is the most popular supplement in the U.S. now, or one or two. It, it hovers back and forth between it. But a big quality issue is a lot of them are rancid. And a big way to tell it's a rancid fish oil is just like you said, if if you take fish oil and you have fish burps, fish taste the rest of the day, there's a pretty good chance you got a rancid fish oil and you're not getting the anti-inflammatory benefits uh, with it. It's not creating that cardiovascular, brain protection, joint pain relieving benefit that good quality fish oil. And, and yeah, I'm totally with you. The new uh, Old Primas, especially the new Old Prima EPA DHA, that's that's kind of becoming my default fish oil I'm recommending for most patients because it's such a concentrated dose of EPA and DHA. And uh, two pearls of that is equivalent to what I used to use the most tuna omega-3, uh, equivalent to about six pearls of the tuna omega-3 oil. So patients love being able to cut down their pills with that for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, the less that we take and the better the quality, yeah. the better. I, I don't want to see everybody taking like 15 to 20 different yeah. uh, supplements. Uh, well, actually tablets or, or capsules, but, you know, the need is the need. And, and when you're deficient, you have to increase that. But, um, you know, the cool thing about fish oil is it increases omega-3. While we're on that topic in lifestyle, and, and, and Dr. Ken and I addressed this in, in breast cancer awareness last month, Inflammation, one, we all know is bad. Two, comes from a high level of omega-6, which is, you know, basically induced concentrations of soy, corn, um, wheat, and, and some other aspects of like overutilizing flax and, 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 and some other things. But, you know, the reality is I think most people, you know, with the balanced diet idea, there's so much corn and high fructose corn syrup and so many of our labels 
that when you start seeing that, it's it's time to put that stuff down. And when you see soybean oil in all your salad dressings, it's really simple. Like I keep little jars um, after I've used things and I just mix simple olive oil or um, I like sunflower seed oil, uh, throw some balsamic and some herbs and, and all that stuff. But you can make salad dressing, you know, and that's one of the funny things. People are like, I eat salad, I'm healthy. And then you yeah. look at what's in their salad dressing and it's so unhealthy. It's Good like, point. Good point. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at the, the concentrations of corn and soy in America, which are both, um, by the way, subsidized uh, products in the agricultural uh, revolution. So um, American farmers are really, you know, kind of, uh, they're really, they, they've give, been given a lot of um, reasons to grow it. And so it's plentiful, it's profitable. But for you and I, as, as the consumer, um, how do you think they get cow's fat? How do you think they get tilapia fat? I mean, it's literally corn and soy in all yeah. of our meat products. And so when you look at, and I read this the other day about like grass-fed beef, it has really negligible amounts of uh, omega-3 benefit over right. the omega-6. But it's how much are you eating every day? I mean, if you're eating beef like four or five days a week, that adds up. That that kind of yeah. bioaccumulative effect that we have to really take into account is not just eating it once in a while. Like for me, red meat's once a month. I mean, I'm craving it. I'm feeling a little low. My iron level's low. If I'm not eating a lot of beans and stuff, so I'll have a piece of steak um, or a good clean uh, cut of meat. But it's not an everyday thing. And that's kind of back to the Mediterranean uh, food pyramid. You know, when I looked at it, it was like fruits and veggies at the bottom, like fresh. And then it had like um, some some oils and fats. And then it had meat above that as kind of like sparing and then red meat was at like the top and it was like, I think monthly is what they listed it as. But you know, where we're going with inflammation is primarily diet related, but then we can also look at like lifestyle, high stress, um, you know, your your job satisfaction, your relationship, your, are you on purpose? That was such a cool conversation I had with somebody um, over the weekend. It was like, is life enjoyable if you're off purpose versus on purpose? And you just think about the biochemistry of being stressed out about your, you hate your job. You got to deal with it every day, Monday through Friday. I mean, what about lifestyle outside of nutrition, Dave? What do you think? Like, so you're an acupuncturist and it's kind of the more the Eastern philosophy of medicine. Would you agree that that kind of like, I don't know uh, where I'm going with this, but like kind of like mind and, and body spirit aspect of, of your body instead of just the physical, what I eat and what I put in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, all those things, stress definitely is a huge contributor, but that's, you know, going back to the overlap and how like uh, the lines get bored with it, you know, the more stress and like you said, uh, dissatisfaction and, and uh, you know, hate your job Monday through Friday, it makes your nutrition that much more important that you have it balanced with, with a high stress load. So that's like the, you know, double, triple whammy with inflammation and, and chronic diseases, we have higher stress levels than ever before, but the diet is more inflammatory than ever before and more promoting of uh, stress hormones into cannabinoid regulation, which, you know, if, if you wanted to, to veer off into another uh, kind of omega-3 stress and inflammation topic, those omega-3 fats from fish oil that is the most important nutrient to regulate your endocannabinoid system. And the endocannabinoid system regulates everything. You know, it's, it, it's uh, the 
system that CBD oil is influencing that has made CBD oil such a big, you know, superstar supplement. And, and that's great. You know, good quality CBD oil does relieve stress, helps sleep, you know, pain levels, inflammation. But what nobody talks about is those omega-3 fats from fish oil, especially, you know, the, the most effective delivery is fish oil. That's the backbone ingredient to regulate your endocannabinoid system. And so when you're deficient in it, you're, you don't just have more inflammation and, and more pain, but you have more mood problems. You know, this is why if you go to PubMed and, you know, uh, put in fish oil and depression or fish oil and anxiety, it's, it's not just because your brain literally needs these fatty acids for its structure, the DHA, but those endocannabinoids that, you know, is, is like close cousin to CBD, they don't work without those omega-3 fats. So it's it's really spilling over into the mood. And then the worst mood, like you said, you know, the poor health, the poor health, the worst mood, and it's it's a really vicious cycle for sure. You know, it's funny, you're, uh, you're literally um, <laughs> talking about uh, podcast number two, almost verbatim, when uh, Dr. Kenna was talking about the endocannabinoid system. But oh, I it promise, was about, I promise I didn't cheat and watch it uh, that for prep. <laughs> you know, it's, you know what's funny though is it's been coming up so much in a lot of conversation. And then as I talk to more and more CBD companies, because we're we're kind of um, vetting some companies right now to kind of try out some products, and, and she's kind of in the forefront for me because I don't really want to. I don't approach a patient with anything that I haven't been doing or using myself. So when I brought Standard Process in the practice, I think Bob and I have been using it with my health for about three or four years. So for those listening, when I put a product on my shelf, it's because I believe in it and I use it. It's not because I'm going to make a huge profit off of it. And I'm not jumping in the CBD market until I really found a product that, that through and through meets the quality control, um, the processing standards, but also just the delivery of the, the carrier oil. And that's another thing that was very impressive. Um, so when Dr. Kenna was in, she met with Hannah and Kevin and in their hemp oil, I think the carrier oil is, is calamari oil. Yeah, so that that's the real wisdom of the standard process hemp oil complex is, you know, the hemp oil provides those phytocannabinoids that have direct influence on inflammation receptors and, you know, nervous system function and, and immune regulation and all those great things. But they also recognize that, you know, those omega-3 fats help you make your own endocannabinoids. So that's the best of both worlds with something like that is, is you get the phytocannabinoids from hemp, but the calamari oil, fish oil is actually the main ingredient of the hemp oil complex. So they recognize that, you know, uh, it's great to have hemp oil, but you've got to supply the body with what it needs to make its own pharmacy. You know, those, those pain relieving, mood elevating chemicals. So it's just, it's just one more evidence of the importance of fish oil for sure. You know, when, with inflammation, I, I wish there was a supplement that we could take that was really powerful with inflammatory um you know and, and to go into and my I, product is that is that where we're going and i and i think you know where we're going um so oh, i know where we're going so my my <laughs> it's funny my my uh my girl who does my meal prep when i'm busy um she's really really big in turmeric with cooking and, and just as an ingredient but you know one thing that i've been learning through standard process is not all turmeric is equal and you know it's funny is I, I believe that the kind of the direction and the cutting edgeness of the um, research on the standard process side is they learn to pair things to make it more bioavailable 
So yes. what is it that makes the turmeric forte in Santa process of, I don't want to say superior because it's not that it's the end all be all, but I mean, when you have something that's, what is it? 28 times more bioavailable. I mean, yeah. it's not the concentration, it's what your body can absorb. So, so kind of speak into that a little bit with uh, turmeric and yes, I did bait you with this because I honestly, Dave, when I missed that product in my protocol, cause I ran out the next day, I feel more inflammation and yeah. I do fish oil. I mean, if I run out of fish oil, it's like, because I have none on my shelves and it's crazy. It's like once a year, but with turmeric, I feel like that's one thing that my body is so sensitive to that one, it loves, but two, it does not love when I don't have it. So talk a little bit about turmeric and, and kind of your understanding of that product. Yeah, it's it's literally the only other supplement that I give to every single patient that I see. So fish oil and bioavailable turmeric, which yeah, in this case from Mediherb is, is turmeric forte. And I really consider it the 21st century foundation herbal therapy. Uh, even if it wasn't special bioavailable turmeric, I mean, turmeric itself, like you said, added to, to meals, it, it has great, great benefits. Uh, just eating good quality turmeric is great for liver detoxification, digestive health, uh, increasing your protective antioxidants that, you know, decrease cancer risk factors. But in America, you know, when, with us drowning in inflammation and pain, uh, musculoskeletal inflammation, you know, is what people notice the most with that. We need really aggressive, well-absorbed, bioavailable tools to modulate this inflammation. So, yeah, we mentioned, you know, the make-or-break nutrient, essential nutrient that your body literally has a, a daily requirement for is the omega-3 fats. But think of turmeric as the most important herbal therapy with, with specific phytochemicals that regulate inflammation. So what they do, you know, since those curcuminoids, that's the magic ingredient of turmeric, that gives it the yellow color, That's that one compound has about 14,000 studies now. If you go to pubmed.com and you just put curcumin in the search engine, you'll, you'll see close to 14,000 studies. And you know what, what they find is that, yeah, even though you get a lot of good detox benefits and other things, if you want the pain and inflammation benefits, the bad news is that curcumin is, the curcuminoids are poorly absorbed. And even if they're well absorbed, you know, a lot of people now are aware that like taking curcumin with black pepper does increase the absorption. And it totally does. You know, uh, combining curcumin with black pepper help you absorb it probably, you know, 20 times better or something like that. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there, but uh, that's probably what it helps you increases the absorption. But the problem is with all of those bioavailable curcumins is even if you absorb them better, the liver conjugates them when it passes through the liver those curcuminoids are turned into a less effective form called conjugated curcuminoids and they still have benefits but when you're in a lot of pain you're not going to get those really aggressive fast pain relieving benefits so to answer that's a long intro into answering your question what's tumor forte paired with it's turmeric infused into fenugreek fiber and fenugreek has a really special compound called galactomanocytes and those galactomanocytes not only increase the absorption of curcuminoids into the blood about 25 times better but they act like a shield for those free curcuminoids when they pass through the liver the liver doesn't conjugate them when they're bound to that fenugreek uh, special compound galactomanocytes 
So it's like you you can maintain the really potent benefits of curcumin throughout your entire body. And just one one example, when you infuse turmeric into fenugreek uh, galactomanocytes, it's absorbed across the blood-brain barrier about 245 times better into the brain tissue. So one of the big areas, you know, we've been talking about inflammation for pain, but one of the biggest areas Americans are suffering with inflammation is brain inflammation, you know, inflammation causing brain problems, uh, you know, anxiety, depression, neurodegenerative diseases. So fish oil, again, you know, we keep, we're, we're kind of broken records on this podcast that, you know, fish oil is the most important nutrient for quenching brain inflammation, but curcuminoids, if you can get curcuminoids across the blood brain barrier, it is phenomenal what it can do for brain inflammation. So does that answer the question? I can't remember if that. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that was awesome. You know, and I'm glad you went into this tangent because I was just reading something the other day about um, like dementia and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Yeah. You know, it's it's on an extreme rise. And I was, I think it was a Facebook conversation. Uh, one of my buddies, Steve, uh, Dr. Steve up in Connecticut, he posted. And it was, <clears throat> it was going in a direction of like, like heavy metals. And I said, yeah, when you combine heavy metal toxicity with, with a low fat, remember um, about 20 years ago, if you want to lose weight, it was a low fat diet craze. Well, Absolutely. I was in grad school um, with Dr. Joe and we were talking in like board review about like this. And this was kind of popular then he said, watch, he said 20 years from now, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's and dementia are going to be on the rise because when you don't give the essential nutrients to your brain, yeah. It's basically starving and, and kind of the direction listeners were going with is it's kind of a, a lifetime deficiency. It's, you know, to get back to the line, as, as I would say, you've got to supplement these things daily because you've been deficient for so long. The yeah. reason my turmeric is a part of my daily protocol is because my inflammation levels, regardless of how I live, eat, my lifestyle in 2019 is is a stressed out inflammatory lifestyle. I work out hard. Um, it's it's kind of like when you when you don't do something often, you do it harder, so that increases inflammation through workouts. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a high fast paced person. If you haven't known me um, as a listener or met me in person, like I'm full throttle. I'm wide open. Like from from sunup to sundown, that has got to have so many more free radicals. And in so much more inflammation related to it than kind of a, a slow paced lifestyle. But with with turmeric and fish oil, where we're going with this is your brain is constantly firing millions and millions of nerve impulses every moment of every day. I mean, you think about that, gentlemen, full circle, your heart beats approximately a billion times a year. When you realize the stress on those structures in the course of a year, let alone a lifetime, and yeah. you're deficient by just small amounts every day, that's going to catch up with you when you're 38, 39, you know? Um, taking that cognitive test, Dave, I really kind of opened up my eyes to, yeah, I take fish oil, but am I taking enough? Hey, I'm right. taking turmeric, but am I taking enough? And so my, my goal in the next 90 days before my next blood test is to literally double the amounts of those supplements because I know it's not that they're not good for me. I'm just not taking enough based on my lifestyle demands. And today's podcast is if you live a lifestyle and you have a wide open 
and you're just always going, I mean, you might need more than the average person. So when your doctor or clinician like Dave or myself is making a recommendation, it might be above and beyond what's on the bottle. And if you're not under care and you're just going to Costco or GNC and taking what some high school kid's telling you to take because he has no nutritional background, I really think you're missing out on the clinical benefit of somebody who's gonna do either an assessment through lab work or some kind of clinical testing, which I'm big, Bob uh, Bacon and I are big on this. You, you don't know where you're going unless you test it. Like, let's find your baseline so we know where we are and where we need to go, what direction. Like, how far off the line are you? Versus maybe you're like two steps away from the line versus you're 30 steps from the line. That would be a different supplement protocol for the next 30, 60, 90 days. Um, and so with you being in practice, would you agree that in the beginning, sometimes things are a little bit more intense with your protocols? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like uh, you mentioned higher than normal. When when I've got a patient that's experiencing active, painful inflammation scenarios, whether it's chronic or, you know, acute injury, uh, I double the dose that's on that turmeric forte bottle. You know, two two tablets twice per day is kind of my default dose where, you know, say like two on the bottle. But Absolutely. The more, you know, acute the situation, the more uh, uh, higher the doses of whether it's nutrition or herbals till you get relief. And then once you get relief, smaller doses will maintain the benefits. But yeah, that's a really good point. And it's, it's a really big reason why people think, may think herbs don't work because they've tried very low quantities that, you know, they haven't noticed any benefits with. And it may have been a decent quality, but it just wasn't enough quantity, you know, to get the job done. And absolutely, like you said, you know, with with all the uh, excessive corn, soy oils, everything like that, that's one reason that we need a higher quantity of those omega-3 fats than ever before. And because of the epidemic of autoimmune inflammation and all these other diseases that cause inflammation, even though the curcuminoids in turmeric are not an essential nutrient technically. I think of them as like a 21st century essential phytochemical. You know, it's a phytochemical that every American can benefit from. Everybody's got some inflammation weak link, whether it's from, uh, yeah, an autoimmune problem, whether it's a cardiovascular issue, whether it's a brain inflammation problem, a gut inflammation problem you know, joint inflammation, uh, like you said, the, the exercise recovery, uh, it's just such a multi-purpose inflammation modulation tool that, um, it, it, you know, your, your experience of feeling a difference when it's out of your system is not isolated. Everybody seems to feel some benefit with, with doing a therapy like that. You know, the, the concentration factor, and like you mentioned earlier, um, I think so many people uh, agreeing with your statement, it, it's like they, they don't think the, the product works um, only because they've been so deficient in it. And I've heard numerous instructors and, and, and mentors say when, when you're below a saturation level, you have to get to that satur saturation level as quickly as possible. So you may double and triple dosages of supplements, um, but it's, it's realizing that at the same time, it's it's not just putting more of that in your body, it's putting less of the other stuff. So it's like, I've got two dials, I'm a DJ, right? I'm gonna turn up omega-3 and I'm gonna turn down omega-6. Yeah, exactly. If you're not doing that, if you're not doing that, you're, you're wasting time, money and resources because one, time is a resource. You don't, 
this is a 38 year old who had an open heart surgery. Um, so, so podcast one, Dave, <clears throat> I had a, a I love my patients and this is a table side moment. Um, gentleman is a PhD in physiology and, and we, we, we agreed. He's like one of the smartest dudes on the planet. He went to one of the most prestigious colleges in the world, but he and I had a chance to sit down and he was a patient of mine. So I had this privilege of just interviewing and talking to him every single week. And he actually has about five to $10 million of NIH money to um, explore and research cardiovascular drugs at Morehouse School of Medicine here in Atlanta, Georgia. And you know, what's funny is he said, I'm developing these drugs for a sole purpose of buying that individual time so they can change their lifestyle so they don't mm -hmm. die on the table or in the hospital. But yet so much traditional medicine is, it's just, this is it. This is the way it's going to be. This is a lifetime medication. They don't really address the lifestyle. And that's what today's podcast and all these podcasts are about is what do you have control over that you can do on a daily and weekly basis? I mean, you know, only you put the things in your shopping cart. Nobody else is doing that for you. If somebody else is telling you what to shop for and they're telling you the wrong things, listen to somebody else. But the reality is if you're just relying on a medication, but your lifestyle isn't supporting it, of course, you're going to have open heart surgery at 38. If you're not open to supplementation and you think that, you know, um, taking things like fish oil and turmeric are just kind of weird or out of your wheelhouse, um, I'm just going to be honest with you. That's part of every culture around the world except America. Yeah. American diet, the standard American diet as an acronym is SAD. It's sad. It is the worst diet, I would say, around the world. And yet we blame genetics and hereditary and all this other shit. The reality is for me, I've learned that from my own experience, my own life, if I change my lifestyle, my genetic expression changes. And that's what this is all about. If you want heart disease, eat the heart disease diet, be overweight, eat a bunch of fried junk food. You're gonna get there and you can blame genetics all day long. But if you wanna turn in the other direction and you wanna get back to the line, Things like supplements, extremely important because it gets you back to line quicker. Now, could you do it without it? I'm sure you could. I don't know how long that would take, how many heart procedures before you get there. Let's be honest. My mom had a heart procedure a couple of years ago. So funny, top cardiovascular surgeon in Michigan. She comes out of um, a coronary uh, artery blockage um, procedure. Basically, they went in and cleaned them out. Two of her coronary arteries were 100% blocked. So wow. the cardiovascular surgeon, she opens her eyes. He's like, okay, how you feeling? Is everything okay? He said, all right. So Mrs. Bailey, you have, you have an option. Either you start to change your diet and exercise, or you're going to die. And he walked out of the room. Talk about bedside manner. I want to talk about like, point. <laughs> I mean, he had, he had zero time because guess what? He had other patients. He had to literally save their life. So he went so direct and to the point. He said, the two most important things you need to focus on the rest of your life are what? diet and exercise. So today in each podcast, I'm going to give you a challenge and I don't care what you hear. It's what you do. It's not about the words Dave and I are talking about. It's what action steps are getting you back to the line today and tomorrow. It's your next meal. It's your next workout. I don't care if you haven't worked out in 20 years. Why don't you get up and go for a walk tomorrow? Why don't you, instead of eating the junk food, um, you know, my last meal of the day, it's funny if I ever get like kind of a, like I crave that, like snacking or whatever, but if I'm still hungry, it's always 
some type of um, raw greens like a salad with some healthy fats before the end of the day, maybe a little bit of protein, but it's usually salad, healthy oils, and some nuts. And that's to me the last meal of the day because my brain is happy. The next day, my blood sugar is normal because I'm not eating a bunch of snacks and, and, and stuff that spike your blood sugar, which then again will lead to more inflammation. So with these podcasts, like having Dave on the line, he's an expert in these products because not only has he worked with the company for the last 15 years, but he's using them with his patients himself. And these are practical moments that I want y'all to take away from these podcasts. It's not just people talking from a podium. These are real life practitioners. And Dave and I, I mean, I'm looking at Dave right now and I've met Dave. Most American men would kill to have Dave's body. He's lean, he's fit, he's healthy. <laughs> Dude, when I, when I saw you at the Fister Hotel, I, I seriously, I haven't seen you in a while. And it was like, I mean, like one of the fittest people I've ever met. But I mean, the reality is I'm listening to people that are healthy, not people who have a degree and are benefiting monetarily from selling you their product. And when we, I don't want to say pitch because that's a really ugly term, but when we promote or educate you guys on a product, it's one, something we use personally, two things that work clinically. And if they didn't work, Dave, I would not use them again. And I've, I've dropped a lot of supplements over the years. And I mean, that's uh, our, our job is, you know, uh, we don't, we don't eat unless we can get people feeling better with these tools. So it's, you know, we, it, we put a lot of stock into which supplements we choose uh, because it, you know, we can, we can hype and promote and everything like that, like you said, but uh, unless the products actually create clinical benefits, then, you know, our, our patients know that, you know, they, they feel whether they're getting better or not. And, that's why you and I are obsessed with finding the best tools for our patients and always trying to refine that search for the best and best supplements uh, possible. You know, and, and this is not a conversation that we're about to have, but, you know, we can always argue science, but results never lie. That's it. And when you find something that produces results in a quantity well, can I, that- Can I interject with that? Uh, that's, I think- uh, full circle with every, you know, the, the two big nutrients we've talked about are supplements, fish oil and turmeric. The beauty of those two supplements is you get the best of both worlds. People feel the difference when you have good quality fish oil and good quality bioavailable curcumin turmeric, they definitely feel the benefits with, uh, especially modulating inflammation. But on the flip side, there's not any shortage of evidence for those two nutrients working. I didn't mention that there's about 30, 32,000, I believe, studies on fish oil now. So about 14,000 on turmeric and in the you know mid 30,000 studies on fish oil. So you feel the benefits, but for the skeptical people, like you said, uh, people that think it's weird to take those, knock yourself out, go to pubmed.com and put fish oil curcumin and uh you, that's enough to last you a lifetime to sift through the research on those just those two nutritional supplements i can't believe i'm about to do this but i'm about to correct dave hogshead it's oh, wow. pubmed oh. it's pubmed.gov oh i'm sorry pubmed i'm sorry uh yes it's a government yes. so so for you listeners um united states uh congress compiled all the research from around the world to one consolidated database and um, I don't know about you, Dave, but I'm just waiting for the day when it's being filtered, like Google and Facebook, where we can't access that. And and that's like I said in my last podcast, Dave, do me a favor. Every time you read a study, 
print it out and put it in a binder because someday it's going to be gone. And I'm not joking, dude. That's, when I'm getting edited on Facebook, I could, dude, I can't even find stuff on the CDC website anymore that I found years ago. So I wow. printed it out and I laminate. I love my laminator. So it's preserving yeah. everything. And uh, somebody's going to come in. Great. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm paranoid, paranoid, but very effective idea. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is in, in a print form, and this is for my patients, in a print laminated form, it's in my lobby, it's in my reception area, it's in my adjustment rooms, and my, my team can read it, they can show it, they can educate yeah. people. If you tell somebody to go to a website, they're freaking lazy, dude. Americans are lazy. Just do it the work form. And then, and like with vaccines uh, the other day, I said, do you know what's in a vaccine? I'm like, no. I said, here you go. Here's the CDC pink book handout. Here's all 69 of the vaccinations and all the ingredients. They're like overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, I had no idea. Yeah. So it's a, it's a neutral way of educating our patients like today, each and every episode. We bring to you a few different ideas, concepts, and theories that have been proven. Um, and to kind of bring this full circle, if you try a supplement, let's say fish oil or turmeric, do it for 30 or 60 or 90 days. Um, I like 90 days because that's the, the cell cycle for most um, cells. And then stop. Take it away because the, the, the small accumulative effect is like if you only improve by 2 or 3% every day, but yet over weeks and months that turned into 60, 80, 90% improvement, you kind of have that gradual feel. Then stop like with my turmeric use or stop my fish oil use. Give it a week or two and just kind of gauge objectively whether it's the quality of sleep, pain, inflammation, range of motion. See how your body does without it, and that's your true test because when you slowly take things versus you take them away completely, you're going to see real quick the next day and the next week that things are a little different, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love where we went with this podcast, Dave, and, and it's so cool that um, – to have people that are as intelligent as you on the line. And, and I, I love to kind of, kind of just, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm humble and I've, I've studied a lot, but I really want to, and this is kind of coming from, from bacon is I want to surround myself with smarter people and more successful people in clinical practice. Um, you know, one of the reasons why he hangs out with Stuart White is because Stuart knows more than he does. You know, why do I hang out with people like you and Annette? Because you know more than I do. Everybody knows more than Dr. Bacon. Oh, burn Dr. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I love, I love, I love that we can all be honest and truthful to our, our listeners in, in this format that we're, we're willing to learn more. And, you know, one of the things that is one of my core values is I'm, I'm ne never going to stop learning. And, and so for you listeners, when there's new information, I'm going to try and bring it to you. When there's new people in my life, I'm going to bring them to you. You know, Dave is one of the people that I look up to and um, kind of bringing it back to when our first meeting happened is when I heard him say, take it or eat it, it stood with me the test of the last few years because it is a reality. If you don't eat fish, farm-raised is not the same. Wild, Dave, I had a patient go to Alaska and go fishing, and they brought me some wild-caught Alaskan salmon right out of the ocean. Can I just tell you, it looked different. Yeah. It tasted amazing. Um, I, be, I was, I was sure the chef made it raw. I mean, like I had it rare, like I didn't want him to, I said, just sear it for like a few seconds. And it was like sushi grade. And I'm telling you, it was the most amazing salmon I've ever had, but it's nothing like I would see at Publix or Kroger or Ingalls or whatever you have in the South. But the reality is our food is changing. So supplementation is key and food-based 
primarily whole food-based supplements such as standard process. One example, probably a top example, that's why it's made at 90 years uh, in the industry, but their standards are so high. When I met Charlie, the CEO, you know what he, he said kind of jokingly, he goes, yeah, I have a price to sell this, this company. It's like $100 billion, and I know nobody's going to pay it because I don't ever want to sell it, and I have no need for more money. But when you deal with a company like that, they're not going to sell it to Nestle next week. Oh, did I say that out loud? Did, did Garden of Life get bought by Nestle? Oh, is that? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, oh, Jordan Rubin sold out? Oh, man, I'm sorry. Sorry, listeners, but I just burst your bubble, which is why I don't sell Garden of Life anymore. Because if your company is going to sell out to a major food agri company, um, I don't deal with you because your motive is no longer um, food and nutrition. It's just profit. So wrapping things up, Dave, I've enjoyed our time together. I really appreciate you being on the line. Um, you're a busy guy, and even just trying to get you on the phone to schedule this was nearly impossible. So listeners, you have a little present with a bow on it. Unwrap this, listen to this, share this with your friends, your family, your loved ones. I don't want to see or hear any of the 38-year-olds having open-heart surgery. Um, Alzheimer's dementia, it's really rampant. I think if you listen to what Dave and I are talking about and really give it some thought and then put it into action and thought will, will create that kind of motivation, but it doesn't do anything for you unless you're doing something and taking those products and eating those foods. It's not going to do anything for you. Knowing is only half the battle as GI Joe said, and I believe the other half is doing something about it. Um, growing up in that generation just kind of stuck with me because it's like, what is knowing ha knowing is half the battle? What's the other half? You know, and, and it's kind of that call to action of you got to do something. So each and every uh, podcast and each and every visit in my practice, you know, I just motivate people to just get up, do something. And uh, Dave, thank you for encouraging our listeners to one, educate about good quality products, but two, just that science and background and certainty that they are getting the best products. Um, not only in your office, in your practice, but mine as well. Um, Dave, I encourage you to share these podcasts with our standard process colleagues. Um, the new format is this. <clears throat> We're going to just keep educating people. Um, it's going to become more raw, more direct. And my life and my life circumstances really drive these podcasts. Had that Facebook um, uh, story not showed up this morning, we probably went in more of a dull, boring direction. So I'm really grateful and humble that my life is surrounded by reality of people who are not healthy and I learn from them and I want to share their stories with you so you yeah, don't end up like fire, them. Definitely fires you up to help other people, no doubt. Yeah. So listeners, um, each and every podcast, we encourage you to share them. It's really the kerosene on my fire. Um, gasoline burns quick and it goes away, but kerosene burns for a long time. Um, 20 years in school and practice, 15, 16 years in clinical practice. Dave's been in for 20 years and I guarantee him and I are going to be around for our 15 or 20 years. Um, one, we love it. Two, the health of our own bodies allows us to do it. And that's why I kind of built him up on looking at his physique and just his um, composition is, you know, for us to continue this legacy and, the, and carry this torch, we have to stay healthy ourselves. So when you look at us, you have to question what we are doing and please ask us um, I'm very transparent how I work out how I eat what I do outside the office um, and I'm sure Dave leads by example as well you know it's not just coincidence not our genetics that makes us the way we are it's our lifestyle which like Dave said in the beginning of the podcast 90 percent 
don't know about you, but if I had 90% of control over something and only 10% of control over something else, I'm going to focus on the 90 because 10% is going to get you and it's going to get you in a hospital bed or nursing home even quicker. So listen, Adventure Health is all about um, educating and entertaining and just really promoting a healthy lifestyle in our listeners. So thank you again and hope you all have an awesome day. Oh, and I will be with you when the darkest winter comes. Oh, and I